Alright everybody, welcome back. Today we're going to be doing a sleep light recap of episodes 3, 4, and 5 of Loki. Uh, next week we'll be doing a recap of the whole series along with the final episode, which is going to be coming out. So we have a lot to talk about today, so let's get straight to it. Alright, so for those of you who aren't interested in spoilers, please watch up to episode 5. If you have not watched up to episode 5, do not watch this unless you want to be spoiler. Okay? Okay. So, um, after episode two, which, you know, I'm just going to assume you've all watched because that's how it goes. Uh, Loki and the female Loki that was attacking him, who we later found out his name is Sylvie. She, they, well, they, end up in, in a uh, an apocalyptic planet that's about to be crafted by a moon. They do some bonding. You know, talk about each other's lives. Sylvie argues with Loki, calling him a fool and an idiot. He's just like all the others. She's just wants to get back to the TVA so she can kill the time keepers. Well, they bond and are eventually captured by the TVA. After they manage to find them. And, yeah. So, they get brought back to the TVA. Of course, they manage to break free. Uh, Moby, they, they find out that all the ver- all the members of the TV are actually variants. Uh, Sylvie manages to tell, get her guard to learn the, you know, to convince her guard the truth, and she goes on a fucking rampage. Meanwhile, Mobius slowly uncovers the truth that they're all variants that have been plucked from their own timelines and had their memories erased and then hunt down their own, you know, hunt down other variants like them. Uh, Ravona Rinslayer, the big, she's like the big boss lady of the TVA, the judge we saw in the first episode. Uh, fun fact, in the comics, she's related to Kang the Conqueror, and everybody thinks that Kang is behind all this, which, I mean, he's kind of the only Marvel villain that could be behind all this, so unless you're going to complete the original character, he's probably the one behind all this. But, yeah, so that's what happened in episode 3 and 4, they attack, and then Loki gets pruned! And that's the big cliffhanger of episode 4. Now, I didn't really have much to say on episode 3 and 4, I'm just getting you guys caught up. The main reason I'm making this episode is because episode 5 was so good. I freaking loved episode 5. Alright, so episode 5 takes place after episode 4. They discovered the Timekeepers were actually robots. They're fakes. Runner and Slayer, Loki, and Sylvie were the only ones who saw it. Uh, Mobius has been pruned. Loki just got pruned at the end of the episode, and Sylvie is pissed. So, that episode ends, and Loki wakes up somewhere else... At, like, the end of time, standing over him is a Loki with a hammer, a kid Loki holding an alligator Loki, and, like, a classic comic book Loki, all standing over him saying, it's time to go, we have to run now. And it's like, oh, it's so cool. Okay, so this episode, like, this episode is just amazing. It has all the cool Loki references you've been wanting. So what happens is... Um, while Sylvie starts trying to make a deal with Ronan Linslayer, you know, they go through the TVA's files trying to figure out what happened. Uh, Sylvie still wants to kill whoever's responsible for all this. Uh, Ravona ends up getting the guards to turn on her, so, you know, she tries to capture her. It's like, cooperate with me, we can get this. We can take down whoever's responsible. You just cooperate, and Sylvie's like, I'm not cooperating with you, a-holes. So she prunes herself. She hooks up with Mobius, and they go looking for an answer. Meanwhile, Loki has followed Kid Loki, Alligator Loki, Hammer Loki, and classic comic book Loki, who looks like like he does in like the first store comics. 
Um, with like the kind of the jester outfit. Anyway, um, there's actually a really funny scene when they're running along. It's like, wait, the child is the leader? It's like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't disrespect him. It's like, oh yeah? What was your next event? I killed Thor. It's like, oh, okay. So he's a badass. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's, I actually really like Kid Loki from the comics. Like, the, the big Kid Loki, Loki being, like, the main hero was one of the only things I've ever read from the comics. So, uh, I'm really happy to see references to that. So, yeah. There's also, again, an alligator Loki, which is just amazing. And, yeah. So, basically what was really cool about this episode is that we basically get to see, like, all the Lokis making all the same mistakes our Loki has always been making. And he's just kind of staring at us and like, is this how everyone else sees me? <laughs> so, basically, the kid Loki and them take him to the little hideout. They tell him that, hey, there's this giant cloud monster. It's a guard dog. eats everything that comes here. Uh, you survive by hiding and running. Yeah, yeah, we've all heard the glorious purpose thing. We all needed to get back to something. We all tried. It didn't work. So they shut up and survive. That's what we Lokis do. Anyway, uh, the Hammer Loki ends up betraying him to another group of Lo- them to another group of Lokis so they could steal all their supplies uh, in exchange for becoming king. But uh, Hammer Loki forgot that he's making deal with Lokis. So the, you know the big President Loki scene from the uh, from the trailers with like the guards and it's like, what did you expect? And they all turn on him. Yeah, that's the Loki they betrayed to. So, okay, this seems hilarious. And so what happens is, um, okay, we're getting into spoilers here. We're getting into spoilers. We're, we're past the spoiler mark. Um, I need to get back on track. One second. Before we get back to that, basic quality of this, this, uh, show so far. Great quality. Love it. They made the cloud monster actually work. Uh, one of the big things that you might have noticed with superhero movies is that they always try to turn, like, those big, cool cosmic threats with the weird sci-fi outfits into just giant clouds. They did it with Parallax, they did it with Galactus, uh, and it's just, like, really dumb. But Loki kind of makes it work, partially because the whatever is attacking them, I don't believe is from the comics, or at least not well-known from the comics. And they make it a very threatening cloud monster. Like, it has, like, a face, you know? It looks like almost like a giant dog made of cl- like, a giant, like, skeletal dog made of clouds that, like, attacks and, like, sucks the life out of everything. Really cool. Love it. I like how Ravona Rinslayer has gone from being like a devotee of the time, timekeepers to realizing they're fake, and it's now like, who did this? Who made me waste my whole life on this lie? But she also kind of believes in the TVA's mission, you know? She's like, but what if they, what if this is still a good thing? What if we still need to do this? I must find them. I need, I have, I want to find them. I want to know that what we're doing, what we've always done, it didn't, it wasn't done for nothing. And there's this really cool moment with the guard that Sylvie turned against the timekeepers. Uh, she's in the cell and she's like asking her, what do you know? What was she going to do? It's like, she's going to kill the timekeepers. She did. They turned out to be fakes. So she's going to kill whoever's responsible. You won't find her first. You only want this. She needs this. And I love that. That scene was really good. Uh, so, yeah. So that, that whole thing, great. Really good acting. Really good plot twist. I love where they're going with this. The whole, at the end of time. They're really taking, they're really taking their rules with time travel. Like, the TVA can only detect Nexus events in stable parts of the timeline. And they can only detect it when a Nexus event will actually change something drastically in the long run. 
uh, to its logical extreme, and I think it's really cool. So, yeah. Anyway, as for everything else, it's it's good. It's fine. I mean, you know, it's more Loki. More Loki is great. Uh, I really like the journey Loki has gotten on. He really, like, by the end of the series, you see, like, like in this episode in particular, you see, like, a bunch of different Lokis. And at this point, our Loki is kind of looking at them like, oh my god, is this how everybody sees me? What have I done? Ugh. Like, imagine if you were able to see a thousand copies of yourself all doing slightly different versions of the same thing you've always done. You kind of look at yourself like, is this what I look like to everyone? Uh, and you know what? Sometimes you wouldn't always like what you saw. And I get the feeling from Loki that he's really growing with it. He and Sylvie get reunited, it's all touching. Uh, they have a big moment near the end. Comic book Loki gets a big, you know, sacrificial moment. He's like, go forward, new me, to this new horizon. It's like, you know, make way for the new kind of thing. But he gets a big blowout. Kid Loki is a lot of fun. Alligator Loki is a lot of fun. Uh, the present Loki scene is great. Love it. Great episode. All right, now we're going to go into full spoiler territory. So, um, with the, you know, the Lokis coming barge into their safe house and... Basically, what happens is uh, it's a big like betrayal scene. Like, so basically, the hammer Loki is like, "I betrayed you, my king." It's like, "I I made a deal with President Loki to get these armies." It's like, "Yeah, about that." <laughs> like, wait, what are you doing? I'm betraying you. It's like, what did you expect? And then his army's like, "About that, sir." It's like, whoa, wait, the army's turning on their... So, Hammer Loki made a President Loki, who had an army. So, President Loki tried to portray Hammer Loki. And then the army tried to portray Loki, uh, President Loki. And now it's just all big, a big free-for-all. Um, and so, during that old... And so, during that old comic book vintage Loki, uh, Alligator Loki and Kayla Loki leave, because they're all disillusioned. Uh, Kit... Kid Loki, Alligator Loki, and, like, comic book Loki uh, make jokes about, oh, I'm sure you have to get back to your glorious purpose. We all tried. You get the, you get the feeling that they've been here a long time, uh, a lot longer than some of the others, and that they've, like, they've seen what they were, that their glorious purpose was just to cause mischief and pain, and they're just, they're just sick of it. They're tired of being this endless punchline to the universe. And it's really sad, actually. Like, you get this feeling that old combo Loki is just, like, completely disillusioned on his life. But, um, one of the really cool things, though, is he gets a really good blowout scene at the end, where he decides to help Sylvie and Loki try and enchant the mo- Because, basically, the plan ends up being that Sylvie wants to enchant the cloud monster, um, so they can use it to open a portal to whoever is actually responsible for this. Most likely King the Conqueror. Hopefully. Uh, I'm very interested to see where that goes. Now they succeed, but they were originally about to die, and then all of a sudden, because uh, Kid Loki and Alligator Loki went with Mobius back to the TVA or somewhere, and old Loki, old Loki, I assumed it went with them, but he didn't. Instead, he um, basically, right before Sylvia and Loki about to, he creates this massive illusion of Asgard, and the cloud monster just is eats matter. So basically, what happens whenever the timekeepers, like, prune a time branch or whatever, some of the matter still remains, usually whatever is closest to the divergence. So, like, this place they're at, it's like an endless, like, wreck yard of, like, ships and spaceships and old castles and stuff like that. And the cloud monster goes up to the biggest pieces first, 
and then the smaller pieces. There are tons of references as they go through this area. You even see a frog Thor in a in a jar. For those of you who don't know, frog Thor getting turned into a frog is a regular thing in the comics. Um. <laughs> anyway, so as a distraction to help Sylvie and the regular Loki, he creates this giant illusion because he's you know he's finally back on board. It's like this glorious rebuilt Asgard. Um, and it's actually a really cool moment for him because he's like. You've given me purpose again. Glorious purpose. And you get the feeling that it's like, I, he finally feels like his life might actually be worth something. And his death is like this really touching, heartbreaking scene of goodbye, comic book Loki. We shall never forget you. Now we must walk forward into the future of the MCU. And I just, I loved it. I loved the scene they had for him. Great scene. Fun character. Really hope Kid Loki and Alligator Loki come back soon. Ugh. Anyway, so Sylvie and Loki manage to enchant the giant cloud monster. They open up the gate to, um, you know, to this old, like, lighthouse-looking place on, on this old rocky outcropping. It's like, it's time to face whoever has done this. And, you know, I can't wait to see how it blows out. So, yeah. This episode's a little shorter, um... I just don't have as much to say on this episode. I think it's just a really cool episode with some fun twists. Uh, the stuff with the Ravona Lindgren Slayer and, you know, finally, you know, realizing that the Timekeepers, the Timekeepers were alive was really great. Um, three and four were fun episodes. They just didn't have a lot to talk about. And yeah. So, um, I guess I'll see you guys Friday. Bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. And thank you for listening to The Dragon's Library. Please, subscribe to this podcast to be notified of new episodes. The Dragon's Library releases new episodes Tuesday and Friday each week. And you can follow us on Twitter at dragon underscore library 2. If you want to suggest an episode topic, my email is in the description below. And as always, thank you so much for all your support.